Welcome, everybody, to this, the first episode of Capitalism, the Remix. Can't wait to get started. Today, you're going to meet one of my dearest friends and one of the most dynamic entrepreneurs you'll ever meet, John Hope Bryant, the founder CEO of Operation Hope and the CEO of the Bryant Group Ventures. John is an advisor to entrepreneurs, executives, governments. He is an expert on financial literacy, and I can't wait for you to join our conversation. So here we go. Episode one. This is the inaugural show of the Capitalism Remix. So you're uh, you're number one on, so I'm happy to have you. Um it's uh, look. Uh, so let me tell you a little bit about what 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 I'm what I'm trying to do. You know, the idea of this thing is that I think that capitalism is probably the greatest form of human cooperation, innovation, value creation we've yet created, and the way we practice capitalism today with sort of this myopic focus on shareholders. Um, we often do that to the detriment of all the other stakeholders that are required to create value for the organization. So I believe that the winning companies of the future are going to be those companies that understand that business is about creating, you know, having societal purpose at your core and that creating value for all your stakeholders is a way to create value for shareholders ultimately. So put simply, if we think, and lots of people do, capitalism is run amok, the answer to to capitalism run amok isn't socialism. It's a radically better form of capitalism. So. Uh, so, you know, look, I want you to sort of talk just briefly about sort of your background, what you've been doing, you know, a couple of seconds on that. But I really would love to talk to you about how you see um, or how you think about a new way of practicing capitalism as being one part of this idea that you've been focused on for a long time, this path to financial inclusion. So let me let me let me let you start there and tell us how you feel about that. First, tell us a little bit about you for people who may not know you, which I think is almost impossible, but there might be a few out there. Uh, uh, and then uh, let's talk about that. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, and uh, I, last time I checked, that was your friend. Who knows? It might not be after this broadcast. No, no, still my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I founded a group of companies uh, and organizations under Brian Group Ventures and Operation Hope. Operation Hope is the largest nonprofit financial inclusion organization in America is financial America's financial coach. Um, and we're in, uh, 26 plus States. We have 180, uh, locations under, under contract, 165 of those are operational. Um, that's coaching people up, moving credit scores, uh, 54 points in six months, 120 points in 24 months. Nothing changes your life quite like more, I mean, more than God or love than moving your credit score 120 points. Um, and we believe that social justice is through an economic lens today. I also, uh, so that, that work is trying to lead what I'm calling the third reconstruction. It's a piece I just published on uh, Milk and Review a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. It's what the private sector can do. It's all of what you're talking about to help create justice in, in America and around the world, the third reconstruction. Then the, the second part of my work is uh, more world is Brian Group Ventures and the, the uh, uh, gold standard there is the Promise Homes Company which I created four years ago and is the largest not a for-profit owner of single family rental homes in America. Um, and that has about $110 million of assets under management. And, uh, we own 700 homes here in Atlanta and Florida. Um, and, and 
uh, both of these entities or all that I'm doing is focused on one thing, unleashing the untapped human capital into the world. That's my, that's my mission, to unleash untapped human capital at scale. Uh, I'm like the, you know, uh, call me the chief economic officer for, for, <laughs> for, for uh, you know, for the underserved. Uh, right. So that's my mission. That's what I'm about. And that's what we're focused on. We're focusing on it legislatively to the degree that anybody wants our opinion. We're focused on it um, operationally to the extent that we can have a direct impact. We're focused on it on thought leadership, this conversation, the two million followers I have on social, 100 million video views we have on digital. Um, we're focused on it uh, in the capital markets, in free enterprise, in the nonprofit world. To quote you earlier, though, Jeff, and thanks for having me on. Thanks for all that you do. You're a role model for many um, to follow, and you won't really be appreciated for several years of the pioneering work that you've done. But Appreciate that. Of course. Uh, even if you want to distribute money like a socialist, you got to first collect it like a capitalist. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So look, so we're 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 on the same path, right? I think that's how we met and how we became friends. You know, we met at the Conscious Capitalism, the CEO summit when you were speaking a few years back. So, how do you think that idea of conscious capitalism or stakeholder capitalism, or however you want to put it, sort of a new form of capitalism, does that sort of enter into your thinking when you're you know trying to unleash human capital like that? And if so, how so? Right? I mean, my question is. Is there a better way? Is there a better way for us to think about capitalism? And that, could it impact what you're trying to achieve in the world? Um, yes. The, uh, the model of stakeholder capitalism is an upgrade on the model, in my opinion, on um, unions. Mm -hmm. So I believe trade unions were absolutely necessary. And I believe they still play a very important role in society. But they went from protecting the underdog from, from oppression and providing rules of fair play came, came into play along with the New Deal. Um, they've gone from that to protecting middle class jobs. And um, a house divided cannot stand. You cannot have uh, a mission that's in conflict with the management of the same company that you are working with and expect to have success. The company is not the government. So you can't say I'm protecting middle-class jobs within the government. The government has a perpetual re revenue stream. And so you shouldn't worry about your revenue. So you should just be concerned about human dignity for the worker. The business has to worry about all of these factors, including competitiveness factors. And if they are less competitive than their Chinese counterpart, where China is financing uh, and financing um, their own entities and cheating at capitalism, in my opinion. I believe we're at war with China, or may I phrase that, I believe China's at war with us, an economic war, um, an undeclared economic war. They say they're not, but they really are, and all indications, if you look at it, is that they are. Um, they want to be us. They want our station in life, but they don't have the barriers that we have. We're playing by the rules. They're not. So if you're trying to compete with somebody not playing by the rules, or Russia, or whoever else it is, um, uh, then you need to have at least your team on the same page. So we have in America, politi politically now, we're at odds with each other. Uh, uh, economics, which has, been, which has always been our saving grace. Uh, we're the largest economy in the world. 
I'm sitting here in Atlanta, which is the 10th largest economy in the U.S., the only international city in the South, the largest economy in the South, and the 31st largest economy in the world, last time I checked. Atlanta, built by black people. <laughs> right. And the, think about it, the 31st largest economy yeah. in the world. And, uh, <laughs> it's amazing, right? So, but we've always got it right until we don't. And now we're about to shoot ourselves in the foot if we don't upgrade our software. And I think that I think that what we have to do is to upgrade the software. Uh, I mean, it's been 100 years almost since trade unions were created. So I think it's time for an upgrading of, the, of, the, of, of our thought process. The stakeholder model to me is the upgrade. And Delta Airlines, I was on the phone with their CEO last night about something else, who, who's on my board, Ed Bastian. It's a great model of this. KKR companies, um, uh, Henry Kravis uh, is one of our partners. The, the stakeholder model at work there, I think is a great model where they say, look, if the company's profitable, the workers should benefit. Right. As they do well, you do well. And yeah, yeah. And, and and all boats rise. So so now you're on a winning team, you get to win too. I mean, that's a, that's a and then we're providing financial coaching, operational financial coaching at the bottom in that make sure that people don't fall between the cracks uh, to, so that you uh, have the resiliency uh, and the and the know-how, the knowledge to fend for yourself um, at scale. So it's almost like we're the financial version of healthcare. Or, sorry, of health mm-hmm. financial health insurance. Well, 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 financial well-being. Yeah, health. Yeah. So it's finan- almost like financial insurance for your for your for your own aspiration. So it's a long answer to your question, but yeah, I love the stakeholder model. We I didn't know we were going to talk about that. We didn't discuss what we were going to talk about beforehand. But that's what that's why you know a ma- that's why common sense is so important. It's just a common sense is not what we're talking about here is common sense, but right. common sense is not so common. And most people don't understand capitalism and free enterprise. They don't understand socialism. People, people talking about socialism don't understand socialism. <laughs> what they what they what most people really mean when they say socialism, what they really mean is a liberal tax system. Right. What they really mean is take all your profit and give it to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not socialism. By the way, I ain't doing it. I ain't taking right. profit and giving it to you. So I ain't, look, I'm not a white business. I'm a black one. I'm telling you, I ain't giving you my profit. I'll work for it. You go work for your, for your I mean, I'll share it. I'll, I'll be compassionate. I'll give a living wage. I'll do a lot of things. 54, 58% of my contractors at the Promise Homes Company are black and minority. I, I, I'm all about empowerment, but I ain't giving you nothing. Right. Yeah, look, I've been saying the same thing about people who don't understand socialism for a long time, man, because they, you know, they think that that is socialism. When if they really understood what socialism was, you know, on both sides, they wouldn't of the fence, want it. They wouldn't want it, right? Exactly. Folks um, who have socialism and, don't want it, right? It <laughs> doesn't work. Right? People in Cuba get educated, free education. Where do they go? Here, right, right here, <laughs> right. <laughs> so look. Now, before everyone thinks that, you know, we're we're just crazy, you know, out there to kill everyone else, capitalists. But I think there's something you said about the union thing. You know, my, I come from a union family. We've done a lot of work with, you know, unions, uh, you know, in our investment business. But we say something similar, that the the, the stakeholder model, and back in the, in the 80s, there was a book written at Harvard called The Service Profit Chain. And The Service Profit Chain basically said in about 400 pages, if you take really great care of your employees, They'll take really great care of your customers and you'll make a lot of money. We're, we're just saying that the stakeholder model is an expansion of that. Take great care of your, your employees. Take great care of your customers. Take great care of your community. Take great care of your suppliers. If you do all those things, 
you'll get those stakeholders engaged in the success of your business and you'll be more successful. But are we, but are we saying something even more robust, which is, uh, isn't it just enlightened self-interest? Like, you know, no one washes rental cars. The, I, you, can be, you can be poor, rich, you, you can rent a, a Yugo or a Bentley. You, you let it get dirty, take it back to the owner, let them wash it. I'm on the board of a company. The CEO says that all the time. Nobody ever washes a rental car. So what you really, what you really want, no one attacks themselves either. So what you really want, if everybody has an ownership mentality, I'm not going to attack me. Right. So, you know, I, I think that in, in some ways it's true as enlightened self-interest. And, you know, this is what I'm always talking about this idea that we have the paradox of purpose, right? So, when you know I've written a lot of things, and you know, you know the KKRs, and you know the, the, the you know even a lot, a lot of the other big big firms on Wall Street are coming out saying, you know, for to get our investment, you got to think differently about the practice of capitalism. And then there's a huge pushback in the Wall Street Journal. I call it the Empire Strikes Back, and I'm like, look, guys, don't be afraid, because the paradox here is, is if you get this right, you're actually going to make more money. I I actually want you to make more money. So I, I, I keep wondering why do we get that pushback if this is really enlightened self-interest? Capitalism. But, you know, by the way, this is an instructive point. The flight attendant will tell you when the plane is going down, put the oxygen mask on your face first and then your yep. child. Yeah. Because if you can't save you, you dang sure can't save them. So what's happening, so that's an enlightened view of self-interest or selfishness. What you just described is actually just raw capitalism. Uh, capital is not courageous. Capital is a coward. It just finds its way home. It wants a safe passage to the most profit. That's capitalism. I, you know, don't, you, why be mad at it? I mean, it makes perfect sense. If I'm on a race car, and I drive a race cars. I'm trying. I'm not trying to be in the middle of the road. I'm trying to find the the shortest distance through the apex, physics, to get from one end of a corner to the other. Capitalism is trying to find the shortest apex, the shortest distance between one corner to the other. It in so doing so, literally, is cutting corners. Every corner can legally cut. It will. I'm not mad at that. I'm, what we're saying though is. And so capitalism is a coward and capitalism tends to be lazy. What you and I are trying to do here is called thought leadership. And as I said before we started, why, why, why am I eating now at 2.26 p.m.? I haven't had lunch because I've been doing media interviews and whatever all day. I, and I told you, I tell you, I got to get to work. I'm a CEO. <laughs> I got to get to work. Well, what happens is, I mean, I'm stepping off the field of play to have this important conversation because I think that it's part of my job to not only be to be tactical, but to be strategic. Right. To not only be transactional, but to be relational. To not only have a, a short-term view, immediate, but to have a long-term view. This is sort of me R&D, research and development, that I'm involved with. But a lot of CEOs, for a range of reasons, never leave the field of play. They think that their job is to just, just, just execute, transact all day. And that's all they do. And I don't hate, hate on them for that. And I don't, you know, but, 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 I, but I do recognize that I've got to work a few more hours in the evening for the hours that I missed in the morning because I'm doing thought leadership. Right. So I get that some people don't want to do that. It is lazy. 
they're like, look, that's not my job. I don't know right. whose job it is, but it's not my job. My job is to take care of my family and feed my kids. Blah, 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 blah. Let, let, let Jeff and John do that. <laughs> let Jeff and John do that. Okay, that's fine. I'm willing yeah. to do it. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and so I think our job is to then hand them a software upgrade that they can then apply, plug it in, and go back to transactional business. Hey, if you're digging listening to the remix, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We're changing the world here, and we need you. Find us wherever you find your podcast. Okay, let's get back to the remix. Yeah, look, this is a this is a great start to this, right? Because I think that people are gonna people are gonna look at this thing, the capitalism, the remix. Whenever we're talking about let's do something different, the status quo is like, well, wait a minute. So I think this is a great start because look, I'm just like you. I'm a capitalist, right? I've always been a capitalist since I was shoveling driveways in Queens when I was six years old, right? I've been a capitalist. I just think that there's a better way for us to do it, and the reason why I want to do it a better way is because like you're doing with, uh, you know, with everything you're doing in Operation Hope, I want to include more people in, 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 in the upside of it. I think that's good for all of us. So that's why I want to do it. Um, let, let's talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about the, um, the I was on the, on the website uh, last week getting ready for this and looking over to the new Marshall Plan, uh, uh, specifically uh, the access to capital section. I want to talk, ask you a question about, so, you know, we're raising a new venture fund, right? And we've had some success lately with some banks mainly, you know, they want to invest with CRA, CRA credits, which is fine, you know, Community Reinvestment Act credits, because we're investing in, you know, minority underrepresented founders. Um, uh, but even after sort of the summer of COVID and the summer of George Floyd, there's been a lot of lip service, right? There's been a lot of people talking about investing with minority founders, investing with, you know, Black-owned fund managers, but um, we're still finding it difficult to get over the hump, right? Um, you know, all the money that went in, into venture in 2020, black businesses got 0.67% of the venture capital. So let me let me hear what your idea is about how we get over that hump, how we get people um, giving less lip service and starting to write checks. And I will say before you jump in, our first fund, 44% IRR, three and a half, you know, uh, multiple invested capital. So, uh, you know, people, when they talk, talk to me about, well, it's just, it's always about uh, about performance, Jeff. I'm like, well, our performances are pretty pretty good. So this should be a little bit easier. So, you know, why am I on your show? Because you've got good numbers? No, you have good numbers, but no. Why, 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 why'd you call me? Because I've got good EBITDA, or I've got good IRR, I've got good, you know, uh, return on investment, I've got X number of assets under management. No. We're on the phone with each other because we've got relationship capital. Yep. Why, why do people invest in businesses, ventures, whatever? Because they know the people. And if you hang around nine broke people, you'll be the tenth. <laughs> that, the opposite is also true. Right. You know, black people have never used capitalism and free enterprise to set itself free. We haven't. We've used. I'm on. I'm going back and forth on Twitter. On you know, uh, on a, I can. I'm, I, I can. I, I can. I'm bilingual. I can multi thing. Uh, you know, people wanting. You know, bit, bit, this, this business, that business to to do to fix this law in Georgia, this backwards law in Georgia, as an example. And they like, well, no, I want this company not to 
this this case, this particular case, I want Delta not to back the the, the any any GOP members. Like, well, look, last time I checked, and I, I didn't agree with uh, Michael Jordan when he said this the way he said it, but I'm gonna use it now. I said, look, last time I checked, Republicans buy plane tickets, just like Democrats, and Republicans probably work at Delta, tongue in cheek, just like Democrats. It's not their job to be picking sides. Their job is to, is to, is to, is to come down on the right side of the issue uh, as it presents to them. Uh, and, and, it, and it's our job to look at where the capital's flowing from the legislators who pass this silly law and go to their districts <laughs> and, and make their economies hurt, if you want to do that, of where, of where, of from where the vote came from. That's not, that's, I mean, Delta and everybody else can help, but that's not their job. Their job is to run a business. Um, uh, and, and so it's, it's our job. You can't subcontract democracy. You, you got to do the, you got to do the work yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so what I'm saying is that money is not going to come ch- chasing us <laughs> because we're right or we have great returns or you, you're going to have to, you're going to have to make money your lover. You're going to make, you're going to have to make build relationship with people that you're uncomfortable with. You have to go to places that you're uncomfortable going and talk about things you're uncomfortable talking about and, Black and brown people have got to stop saying rich people are the devil. It's just not true. It's also shooting yourself in the foot. Right. Hey, rich people, till they become rich. Like we gotta, we, we <laughs> you know, what you hate is a game system. So we gotta change the culture, change the tone, change our relationship capital, which will then change the flow of capital. A billionaire that invests with me is not investing with me, Jeff, because I give them ex- excellent returns. I give them good returns. But they don't need any more money from me, Jeff. Right. They're doing it because they like me, they respect me, they admire me, they feel good about what they're doing, and we get along. Yeah. And they, they trust me. That's that's business. So everything else is just noise to me. Uh, and so we have got to, yeah, the numbers are right. Everything you just said, capital flows, returns, all that stuff is right. If you don't have your numbers right, you're, 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 you're not even invited into the debate. That's so, the ticket to the dance, though. Right. Everything else is the intangibles, man. Yeah. You know, that that's that's good. That's good. Counsel, John, you know, uh, this is and in some ways, this whole thing is about intangibles. Right. Everything I've been doing uh, since I started this thing is about intangible, intangible assets, how we think about intangible assets and businesses, but how we develop, you know, the intangible relationships. And so, you know, I want to say to you, I appreciate um, uh, being in this relationship with you for for you know, for the years that we've been friends, and thank you for coming on. I want to end uh, end this with one question. I know you know people think John Hope Ryan; he's got it all figured out. Nothing, you know, every nothing but suspect success, success in every aspect. But um, I'm sure you're just like the rest of us. So um, when we put this thing out, I would get days confused and and, <laughs> and feeling stupid every morning. Yeah, and by, here we go. And I'm working. I'm working on it right now. So look. Uh, I'll end with this. Um, hopefully, we'll get we'll get a bunch of people listening to this thing, and maybe they'll want to do something. How can I and how can people listening support you, help you, sort of uh, uh, pull it put into what you're doing to make your 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 model uh, scalable to really sort of scale up that idea of unleashing that human capital? Well, number one, you can support Jeff Cherry and his podcast and his efforts and his funds and what he's trying to do because he's an example of uh, of what John Lewis says, which is getting into good trouble. Thank you. Uh, so uh, I think, uh, you know, and, and, and support our T-shirts when we get them out called Black Capitalist Matter. 
uh, support <laughs> Conscious Capitalism, uh, the organization. Yep. Uh, if you want to support me uh, and you're watching this and you uh, have a skill, so go to 1MBB, 1 Million New Black Business Initiative, 1MBB, hope1mbb.org, and sign up to the Time Bank. And you, if, you're a, if you're a business management professional, an accountant, a CPA, an attorney, a banker, an IT professional, you know, 96% of black businesses don't have an employee, not one. They're also not involved in e-commerce overwhelmingly. We've got to get us out of, to Dr. Quote, Dr. King, out of horse and buggy, out of the horse and buggy era, whatever, when the rest of the world is moving with jet-like speed. Um, and so donate two hours uh, a business once a month to help upgrade the software of these businesses because these folks have hustle. They've got, they've got chutzpah. They want to lean in. They want to help. They want to succeed. But they, it's what you don't know that you don't know that's killing you, but you think you know. It's yep. what you don't know that you don't know that's killing you, but you think you know. And, and so you got to lean in. You got to be part of the solution. Become part of the time bank. If you're watching this and you want to help stand up a black, a new black business, we'll effectively we'll pay for it, Jeff. We're going to put up me and Shopify and Operation Hope. It's putting up $25,000 package of services and programs and licenses per e-commerce business to start a business on e-commerce for free. $25,000 per business, right? So all you got to do is just bring them to us. So you can make a commitment to bring 100 businesses to us, deliver them every year. If you're a nonprofit church, whatever, watching this, you're a big business and you want to use your balance sheet. Your, your, you, you've got to hire sanitation work. I mean, I mean uh, janitorial services. You got to hire an office cleaner company. You got to hire, you know, plumbing, electrical, electrical delivery. You decide twenty percent of those contracts. Ten percent will be minority or black-owned businesses. You can put somebody in business or grow a business. Um, uh, sign up. So sign up to, to to the commitment to help us start black businesses. Yeah. Or sign up to the commitment to provide a time bank to support and resource those those black businesses. Be part of the change you want to see in the world. So we'll put all that on the website, John. Uh, I'm going to sign up myself for sure. Uh, we got to get you to come to Baltimore, man. We got some something going on here uh, called Upsurge, and uh, I was on a meeting with them today. They're trying to coalesce the ecosystem in a more uh, conclusive way. And the CEO said, I'd like to meet that John Hope Ryan guy. So I said, I'm sure. going to talk to him in an hour. I'll get him to come to Baltimore. So next time we... I, as, as is evidence here, I do whatever Jeff Sherry says. <laughs> it, was, it was. I hope it's that easy, but we'll see. We'll get you to Baltimore anyway, and at least uh, break some bread together one more time. All right. It would be my pleasure. Good, my man. Well, John, thank you for joining. We appreciate it. Uh, we're going to try and remix capitalism here uh, for for everybody to make this a little bit more inclusive. So appreciate having you on today, my man. God bless you, and thank you, you and Mariana, and all the team there. Okay, everybody. I hope you all enjoyed that. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of Capitalism, the Remix. Until then, keep the faith, keep grinding, keep building with purpose, be kind, and do the right thing. We out. We out.